Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and keynote speaker. Really looking forward to today's chat. Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network. And today's episode, we have a brand new, like, person to the Well Played community. Super excited, Ryan Blight. And we're going to be talking about using Zelda Breath of the Wild as sort of like a theme muse for him to build his game around. Uh, definitely a, a game that I absolutely love and, a, a, I don't know, a whole legacy of games that I love. Uh, Zelda is a, a huge thing. Uh, but ultimately, if you're new to the well-played community, I got to tell you, this is probably going to be a great episode for you to listen to in terms of taking a muse. doesn't have to be Zelda, but just listen to how like Ryan and I like can riff off Zelda and build something out. You could probably do with any topic uh so before we get any further into this episode ryan if you could introduce yourself that would be great for sure uh hi everyone my name is ryan blights i'm very excited to be here a long time listener um i'm a high school business teacher in uh steinbeck manitoba live in winnipeg um i'm currently seconded on an elementary school mission though i'm in a k-4 school due to covid for the semester and uh the the adjustment to the younger kids has uh, kind of really shown uh, how, m- how many of them have Nintendo. Uh, they all know Zelda and Super Smash. And uh, I was actually surprised at how many grade two and four kids um, loved Breath of the Wild. So uh, it's always sort of been a topic in the back of my head, uh, in which we'll talk about this episode, but really excited to be here. Uh, excited to have you here and that had to be quite a shift going from high school to literally all the way down to kindergarten yes uh dealing with high school teenagers on their phones and all their uh dating drama uh going down to uh i was in a grade two class last week and uh, 20 kids trying to tattle on each other so a bit of a different dynamic <laughs> that's awesome well uh as always as a fellow teacher I love all the like classroom stories and I think there's a unique sort of situation at kind of every grade level when you dissect it but definitely the three sort of elementary middle and high school all have their own feel but so does every grade yes yeah I mean a grade one class uh, this coming week I know for sure so that'll be a a new new test a new uh, chance to just look at a different uh, age group once more one more time nice all right so let's let's sort of dive in a little bit on this idea of Zelda. Where, where did you sort of land on this? Like as the, the centerpiece for this game idea? Okay. Well, um, like you, I've been a Zelda fan forever. Um, played the original Nintendo eight bits and, uh, you know, that's, that's still my favorite one. Actually. It's, it's fantastic. You know, uh, I just loved how you started with the open map and all of your options were in front of you but you needed certain items to get them right you needed the boat you saw the dock right away but you needed the boat you know you saw the the crack in the cave but you needed the bomb Uh, and and that's always sort of stuck with me in terms of the uh you know the world building i wanted to make for any gamified class um breath of the wild uh, i actually got for christmas uh, and uh, just recently beat it, but I just couldn't believe it. I have two young, two young daughters, uh, kindergarten and grade three, and they love to watch me play it. They, in fact, uh, my oldest now is playing it now, and she's a quick study. She just loves the, the dynamics of it, but I just couldn't believe how 
interested they were in this game just to watch it. Uh, and I asked them, I asked them, was it the story? Is it the open world? Is it the graphics? And they just said all of it. All of it. All of the above. I yeah. love it. That's, it is for anybody that hasn't played, um, really any of them, it, they all have this, I don't know, wondrous sort of wonderlust that happens with inside the game. Cause like you kind of want to explore, it's not on a linear path. You're not on level one. And every time you load the game, you're on level one. It's like, every time you load the game, you're just in the world and where do you want to go? And what do you want to do? And like you said, the game does somewhat like gatekeep certain content by, by like, oh, you see that like there's something over that river, but I can't, I can't seem to jump across the river. I can't seem to swim across, like whatever. So clearly there's something that I have to get to let me go across that river. But like, okay, so then I'll go explore somewhere else. And then like two days later, two weeks later, whenever you're playing, all of a sudden you get a boat on some other spot and you're like, oh. I remember two weeks ago there was that spot over on this side of the map. I should let's probably run over there. I bet you I can use this boat over here. And there's just this I don't know, growth over time that takes place that's super fun. And it is a bit addictive. Definitely. Uh they just want me to play it all the time. And after I beat it, they still want to go explore the rest of the world, you know. So it's uh there's just something about that world, that uh that game, and there's just so many elements that can be borrowed uh, for a gamified class, and uh, that's uh, I think what we're going to talk about shortly here. But there's just uh, it's just it's an, it's an excellent game, it's an excellent series. But I just love the sort of openness to it. Um, yes, there is kind of a there is a couple rails that you got to keep on, um, but by and large, you can get there whenever you want to get there. Yeah, I remember in the original because uh, again these things aren't leveled and in the original you know all the bosses take place in these like dungeons or whatever but like you're saying you might be exploring and you might find actually what would be considered like the eighth dungeon or something and it, it'll let you go in there but it's like you get your butt kicked because they're assuming if you've done it right that you've acquired some items and power-ups that would allow you to like beat that boss or beat bad guys in that that level but it's kind of cool that it lets you kind of get pummeled it's like all right if you want to go in there here's level eight yeah and that's uh how breath of the wild starts you know once you get your paraglider and the guy's like yeah you could go take on the boss uh the big bad but i wouldn't advise it i would go here first and start leveling up (laughs) yeah so all right so there's a good background on zelda if you haven't played it again i'm gonna i'm gonna toss it out there my favorite is the original 8-bit and i think that's part nostalgia i mean clearly it does not have all the trappings of breath of the wild but i don't know there was just something about the ease yet difficulty of that first one for sure no it's it's a it's such a good game all of them but yeah yeah so all right so this as your muse now let's talk let's take a turn for your classroom you decided to sort of grab this as your muse and build it in like where'd you start let's let's start there well before i even got to this i've been working on some other gamified classes i would say that i've been a kind of lowercase gamified gamifier Mm -hmm. um slowly building getting more and more every year 
Um, I do find that uh, actually during COVID, for as awful as it's been, it's actually given me a bit more time to, you know, explore my craft and build a bit more. Um, but before I even got to Zelda, one of the things that stuck with me from Breath of the Wild uh, or any Zelda game was the status screen. Right? You press the button and you can go check out your stats. What Breath of the Wild does is it has the Sheikah Slate, which is basically a medieval iPad. That's the best, best way to describe it. And it, it, it's awesome. Like it, does so, it has such a good use in the game. Um, but what I was thinking of doing for my, any of my classes, you know, I have a couple other themed classes on the go, um, but I wanted to have sort of um, a Sheikah Slate as a second screen. Um, so I was working through Glide, the Glide app um and kind of app smashed it with that uh, i followed some tutorials uh, on youtube uh, i think uh, robert potato is his name and he just has some awesome awesome youtube uh tutorials uh so now i have this app for for my game which is a second screen and what it allowed me to do is you know keep track of items i keep that keep track of progress but it also i have it set up so that as you level up it actually gives you a passcode to open up another part of the map that's pretty awesome and yeah it uh i tested that out last semester with my students and they were blown away that a i made i made an app for them you know they're all on their phones anyways in high school and they thought that was really cool um i have a lot of auto grading so they loved that they could check their grades like any time there was uh, there was no turnaround time right they finished an assignment boom their app is updated um but yeah i just uh, i've always sort of wanted to have the open world map and have the have the game have the class right there for them but kind of keep them on the rails where you can't quite get there yet until you get what i want you to learn which is you know sticking to the more curriculum side um and then the other app that i kind of smashed it with was genially um which is side of a presentation software but what it does that i have not seen anywhere else is it password protects slides within its own area so i have a map that you click on the map with a lot of invisible sort of you know spaces that are linked but it won't let you go to these spaces until you have the passcode which you get from your sheikah slate or your or your glide app so that alone has really got me it's got my creative juices flowing, right? Like you can just set up the entire class, set up the entire world, but kind of lock it. You know, it's all out in front of you. You're not constantly, you know, you're not a day ahead prepping the next class. It's like once, so this, true. once, once this map is done, you know, it's, it's the world map for good. Yeah, no, I, but, I but, love this idea too of, I do this in, in my class quite a bit. Uh, I don't use generally, but, this idea of locked content and having it sort of password protected. Uh, it's, it's an interesting motivator. Uh, there, there's a gamified sort of theory, uh, called saps that motivate people and it's status, access, power, and stuff. Those are th- four categories. And arguably the, the first three status, access, and power, uh, are higher motivators than stuff stuff is like the least and and they define stuff as like market value like giving them candy giving them a pizza party that's like the least sort of connected you could be but access is is one of those big three and 
you know, it's it's interesting what happens when you sort of tell students they can't go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it it changes the nature of it, and it's weird because what's beyond that door is just more work that I want them to do. Albeit, it might be themed out, it might be cool. There's like, oh, what what's unlocked? What's there? What's the picture? What's the background? What's happening? I want to get into that world, but ultimately, at the end of the day, what's behind that door is more work. Right. And you know, and they want to do it. Yeah, like I had one teacher ask me, it's like, well, what happens if one student gets the passcode for this region and gives it to their friend? It's like, oh, no, they're going to do more work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do wish, I mean, like on that teacher's note, I dream of a day of an app in which I could as easily as genially smashed with Glide apps. Like I would love it if I could just have a column of like randomly generated codes per student per student. And I could just make a column and just type in random numbers, type in random numbers and then tell Gina Lee, like these codes work, you know, for this student, like, Oh, that would be amazing. (laughs) Uh, because I agree with that teacher in that, like, Oh, it would be better if I could honestly say like only you have made it this far or only these five kids and they can't tell their friend about it, you know? Yeah, I think there might be a way around that, though. I wonder if I could set it up so that my, like, spreadsheet, it would register their assignment, but it would only tally in the total column if they have a certain level. Might be a way around that. That's true. Like, maybe the work would only, they could go into the world with the friend's password, but, like, doing yeah. any of the and work it, would and, be And worthless. it would record the work, so as soon as they got that item, then it would populate. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. You could probably do that, but that status or that access, I would love that access yeah. to be denied. Like that, you Ryan can't even see the assignment. Like your friend could tell you about it. Like it's super awesome. We're making a poster, and I can't wait. And then, but you can't even check it out yourself. <laughs> I would love that. But that's now we're talking about daydreams. Both yeah. of us are just teachers. That's all we are is just teachers. <laughs> we're not uh, game, true game, video game programmers no. and designers. Uh, but. I would suggest people, I love your suggestion of genially having that passcode per slide using that. There's other apps you can use. Uh, Wix.com allows you to passcode pages. So, you know, you could make a landing page. That's the opening scene. Get this, do this. Here's your instructions. And then clearly maybe have a button that's on the door or whatever. But when they click the door, it's like it's locked, you know, and then that's, you need the passcode. But it's just like genially like, it would be at one single passcode. Uh, yeah, I know uh, one other site if you want to just have uh, for a redirect link, uh, um is a website that I started playing around with and it works. It just redirects to a different site and in order to get through to the actual link, you need the passcode that you set. So another sort of in around, but yeah, you're right. Uh, I wonder how many kids would give their friends the passcodes or if they would want to hold it onto themselves. So I try on some of that stuff for people that want to do this. Like, uh, I try to make it where they, a lot of times for those passcoded areas, you have to decide whether you're taking it. It's all, it's almost like a, uh, a star Wars, you know, uh, what is that like the cantina scene where like they're hiring Han Solo to like take them to this place it's almost this sort of moment like the screen they can see says do you want to go on this and then I make them sign up on like a Google form like 
yep, I'm committing to this journey. And then once I've taught every class that lesson in which they have to decide whether they're going on the journey or not, then I just post on my website, the password's this. And if kids want to check it out that didn't go on the journey, they can check it out. But like, I know that only these 25 kids are the ones that are going to get credit for doing what's beyond that door. Uh, that's a good one too. Nice. So, I, I like that. So, okay, back to sort of the muse here. You got Glide apps as a Sheikah slate. Now, I'm curious, what what all do you put in? Like for somebody that, like you said, it's an iPad. It's 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 a HUD. It has information for those kids, game related information for those kids. But walk us through a little bit what game related information you have at their fingertips with this Sheikah slate. Sure. Well, in the Glide app slash Sheikah Slate, it uh, keeps track of their XP, keeps track of their gold. Uh, I actually have an inventory system in there that allows for in-app purchases. Uh, I need to manually, you know, punch in the the, the effect, um, so they'll need to let me know. But uh, it also keeps track of their progress. Right. Uh, it would. Uh, I'm working on a couple of ideas for like badges as those kind of bombs or rafts that would give another passcode as sort of the explorer, right? Kind of off the beaten path, not quite on the rails uh, for the explorer type. Um, I like the idea of not just having, right, uh, you know, the roller coaster. You start here, you end here. We all get there together at the same time. I kind of want to uh, have lots of options, lots of areas to explore. It goes um, back to your drive for that open world, doesn't it? Right. Um, so like what I have envisioned here is the first two worlds, you know, you get your password for level one, you know, and then level two, we'd all go there together, but then you'd have three regions per every level after that, right? Cause the breath of the wild is such a monster map, but I mean, there's a lot of assets online that sort of zoom in uh, and show you these things. Uh, my idea was to have, you know, 120 assignments for your 120 shrines. Um, it's a lot. But again, once it's there, you don't have to do them all. Um, if you wanted to, you'd get the badge, right? You'd get the, the Shrine Conqueror badge or something that uh, no one else would have get. You'd probably end up in the Wall of Fame. Um, and then, yeah, like uh, you could go to uh, the castle right away, but um, your Sheikah Slate would probably advise you not to, right? So, so just a lot of the data. Right. I've, I have posted it on a Google site before, but I just like the idea of them being able to progress in their game, in their, you know, at their pace, doing whatever they want. And then when we're in class, we'll do activities together. Right. It'll be a little bit different on top of the, uh, the rails that we're on. So, yeah, it just gives lots of information uh, that they need to do what they need to do. And uh, it's up to them to do what they want with that information. I like this, I mean, in anybody's gamified class, so a great place to start, because that's a daunting task, what you've laid out. Like, yeah. you, you have to sort of think through your whole course, know what I want to assign, and as a middle school teacher, uh, in at least the way I have taught, I try to be more adaptable and responsive to my students, I don't want to say needs, because like I do believe a high school teacher is responsive to their students' needs, but let's say what's happening. Let's say something's in the news. Let's say, oh, it's the Super Bowl. I may like theme an assignment around the Super Bowl, where if I was to sort of plop my 180 assignments in in summer, I wouldn't do that. It would just be like, and we are on week 17, doing week 17 stuff. Uh, so 
what I want to say is that's daunting to try to like build out 120 assignments or 100 assignments or 80 assignments, whatever. But I, you can still take Ryan's idea. And what I do sometimes is just with some quests. Like in this unit, there are these 10 quests. So I had to come up with 10 assignments just for this unit, just at this time, and kind of hide those around, lock some content, unlock some, right? So they may they start with, you can choose these three, but the seven others, you, you know, you have to find a different way, get a password code to, or choose to go on that journey, whatever the case may be. But it doesn't have to be as daunting. But what I love about gamification is you can choose to dial it all the way up to that, right? So like, yeah. Like, that's so cool that, like, a teacher listening right now, you could do this with three assignments. They have to do assignment one, and they unlock these two other options. Like, that is a very simplified version of what Ryan's doing. But you could do that. But the, the cool thing is when you get used to that, you could dial it up to 10 options, 20 options to your whole course. Yeah, and I will say that, uh, you know, the, the 100 assignments, yeah, it is daunting. There's no doubt. But what I did realize, is that when I went through my drive and actually searched for some keywords of my content, I found so many assignments that I'd kind of forgotten about over the years. Um, most of you probably have 30 or 40 assignments, you know, at the ready, right? That's that you true. just sort of need to tie right into uh, or just sort of theme into whatever you're working on. And then all of a sudden your task is a, a lot less daunting. So for uh, yours, uh, how do you get to the audio grading part? Is, are most of your assignments come down to a sort of quiz, quiz type feature? Uh, kind of, sometimes. Um, I collect everything through Google Forms. Um, and a lot of my assignments might just be a, a reflection, right? Watch this uh, YouTube video, read this article, um, you know, write your you know, X amount of words or characters to, to flip the trigger. Uh, for like your um, required word count. Uh, and then uh, you might get your 25 XP auto uh, awarded. Uh, it could be a, uh, you know, five question, uh, multiple choice kind of quiz after watching said video and you would get your marks. Um, I've been toying around with the idea of sort of um, going through a multiple choice sort of little dungeon kind of like zelda right you have to answer these five questions correct before you get to the boss which is the actual assignment right so uh one for example i have a podcast we listen to um and then you have to answer your five multiple choice questions correctly if you get one wrong you go back to the start and then you have to answer it again and then once you get your five right then you need to uh type in your your reflection piece and then uh, submit that. Uh, so that way they have to sort of pay attention at the very least. Um, it does rely on a bit of honor and trust sometimes for the, uh, for, the, for the assignments that they hand in. But I go in and check and I've caught a couple I was going to say, like, for any naysayer out there, if you're listening, he still has the raw data. So if a kid for a reflection just puts blah, 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 yeah. past 50 characters. Yep. Like, and they've done it. They've is, done it. That is, but that is also on your Google form. So like, yeah, like it's not like the kid can totally get away from way with it. And I'll tell you teaching middle school, <laughs> even if I didn't catch it, some other kid would tell me about it. Some other kid would yeah. eventually be like, did you know Jimmy like doesn't really do the work? Like what? And then you search up Jimmy and it's like, oh, sure enough, the last three assignments have been blah, 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 blah. And the lyrics to Stairway to Heaven copied and pasted in. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, that's why I kind of, you know, make them go through at least a couple multiple choice questions related to the content before they can even get there. But yeah, but then I tell them like, uh, I don't penalize them XP, but, uh, you know, I do penalize them money. I, I take items away. I, I just kind of a warning that, you know, trying to cheat the game game master doesn't like that. No, uh, by, <laughs> by and large, I don't have a huge cheating problem. No, uh, me neither. I, like, I, I, I had a couple kids that I caught and then once they, you know, told everybody that they got caught, you know, they, I think the message got around. <laughs> yeah, and I think by and large, my kids honor the fact that like, I think they recognize what I'm doing is unique and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's extra work. And, you know, if they make this difficult, I mean, I've never said these words, but I think there's this implied, like he doesn't have to do all this. So let's not, let's not break the system in which he's doing. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, and I've, I have some kids that, uh, you know, they might try and break my system, but I'll, I'll catch them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always point out that like the, the game masters sort of hands can, you know, take, take anything away. Like in it, yep. and I promise you, it will not be a proportional response. Like, Oh, I found yeah. you cheated on one item. Like, well, I'll take away 10 items. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. And again, we're getting a far afield here because like this really hasn't happened much in my like 15 years of doing this i've had a few instances you know like that's yeah. not too bad and i teach middle school these kids are like built to try to push the system and break the yeah. system right. and i'm only telling you i've had a few yeah uh, i'm the same I'm, i do the same so uh well i love this i love this idea of zelda's the muse i love this idea that you've taken that that language those assets like you said online uh, and I really want to kind of end here telling people you could do this with any theme. I mean, if you're an elementary teacher and you absolutely love the magic school bus, like as a theme, do it, like borrow that as your sort of muse. That is your sort of idea that you teleport around your, you know, other popular books like the hunger games. You said you've sort of played around with that. Uh, yep. that's a great one to sort of base gamified on because you already have people in districts, right? Those could mm-hmm. be the teams you, you could have on that one an outside force. That's the bad guy. So they're not really competing against each other. The outside force being like the capital and like, the capital, yep. event, like super awesome. Choose a historical theme. I'm a history teacher, <laughs> you know, put them in any historical situation. Uh, there's lots you could do. So, uh, you know, I hope you guys out there are inspired by Ryan's sort of chosen muse and then was able to build out some sort of creative layout with that muse. And I think you could do that with just about anything. But Ryan, it is reflection time. Oh, they're not kidding. It comes really quick. It really does. <laughs> so this this quote, rightfully so, comes from Breath of the Wild. Oh, dear. Uh, it says, a sword wields no strength unless the hand that holds it has courage. Oh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a good quote. Um, yeah, I suppose to me, uh, that would be, um, yeah, just having the courage to try just to, to jump in. Um, like, I, like you said, like, uh, I think the kids appreciate uh, the work that goes into gamifying a class, I think they um, they do recognize the extra work and they uh, they appreciate it. So, but having the courage to you know get past uh, I don't know if you have writer's block or if you're just uh, if it's too daunting, uh, just 
just try it. Just start with a unit, start with uh, a week, uh, just, just jump in. And, uh, because, uh, like I said, they, they, like my monster game here, it's not going to be ready for a while, but I'm going to, uh, sort of unveil it. I, I have my assignments. I have my stuff and I just want to try it. I, I, I feel like I, I finally, after years of building, I have the courage to actually full G gamify. So it's, it's not a, that's for a full course, but have the courage to jump in. I love it. You definitely took the angle I would take on this, that, uh, you know, a sword wields no strength unless the hand that holds it has courage. I'd like to sort of say that about anything. Like we as teachers have such powerful tools at our disposal whether it's gamification or anything else uh but you have to have the courage to believe what you're doing is powerful believe what you're doing is is good for kids and you know have the courage to lean into that and thus create something great for your students and obviously i would love it if it was a gamified class whether that's lowercase g or capital g because i think that is a powerful powerful tool uh, but you, you need to, you need to believe it's a little of the, uh, Peter Pan moment, right? Like he believes and thus he can fly. He believes and thus he doesn't grow old, right? Like, so believe, believe in yourself, believe in the process and you'll have kind of a unique experience for your students. Sure. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us on Well Played today. Thank you for having me. It was very fun. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, we'll have to have you back. Uh, lots of good ideas to discuss and break down with you for sure. So awesome. everyone else, uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning in to Well Played each and every week. If this is your first week, welcome. Check some of those back episodes out. And as always, you can connect with me on Twitter at Mr. Matera. You can also check out my YouTube channel, which is YouTube slash Mr. Matera. And as always, I hope you guys have a good week and I hope you play on.